1: Welcome to The Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing. Have you found your voice yet? When people tap into the source of their voice, into the full silence behind their voice, their full expression of their voice can emerge through words and tones and song. And this can enable us to stay centered and powerful and peaceful and present, even in these crazy challenging times that we live in right now. I'm so happy to have an incredibly beautiful and inspirational guest with us today. Today we have Ileana Gilad, and she is the two-time TEDx presenter, she's a motiv- motivational speaker, healing voice mentor, therapeutic singing trainer, composer, performer, and founder of the Voices of Eden Ancient Wisdom and Healing Music Institute. And through her work, she helps people understand that when we give our inner voice the ability and power to shine, we can break through the limiting barriers that we have and find self-leadership, self-healing, and really open ourselves up into a whole new
2: world of possibilities. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. I really appreciate
1: it. I'm super happy to have you here. And I was so inspired by your story. As a person who really, really lives from a deep place of connecting to your own inner wisdom, your inner voice, and putting your money where your mouth is, if you don't mind the fun <laughs> here, <laughs> um, of really living from your true authentic voice. You have such a powerful and interesting story. And I'm wondering if you could just
2: share it with sure. us Sure, which part so that I can't, because I could go on forever and I don't want to go on forever. I want to, what part specifically would you like to hear about?
1: I'm so curious as to how you went from being, um, working for our sort of, a, a, you know, Corporate broadcasting world, and found yourself singing on trains in Paris okay. as, as you, um, which sounds like a lot of fun. I want to sing on trains in Paris, oh. but how did you? How did you get there?
2: How funny! You know, I I have thought over the years. I mean, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I haven't thought about it in a long time. But now that you bring it up. Like, maybe actually today this could be helpful. <laughs> like, bringing people on a train. <laughs> we're going back to retreat. We'll have our next live retreat next year, well, Won't be, but there won't be metros there. Yeah, uh, so we're going back, rolling back 30 years now to 1992. Uh, I left the U.S. in 1991 for France, and in 1992... I found myself working for CBS broadcasting the 1992 Winter Olympics to the 60 million viewers in the U.S. And I had already jumped off into the unknown. I didn't own a television. Like What got me to jump off into the unknown was that like a step before with the uh, recession that came in the late 80s, I was you know in marketing and communications and they said well we're not firing you we're just not continuing your position and look for another job i thought i was living this life that was on it was like dr jekyll and mr hyde it's like i was already on a conscious path and something was really motivating me or, or speaking to me from the inside, but I didn't know yet how to really, that's not true. I was starting to learn how to listen to it, but I didn't know how to bridge it in the workaday world. You know, it's like spirit and material don't meet is what the belief was then. And um, I did have the courage to jump off into the unknown and it's by people told me i was crazy that i was ridiculous and it's like those things that actually led to that position at cbs for the olympics i didn't know it beforehand it's like we but i would wait for the conditions to say yes to myself but that never worked and I've learned that, you know, when like all things are equal and I am terrified and both things don't seem to pan out or I don't know where they'll lead, I decided, well, if I listen to the people who are telling me I'm nuts and that I'm doing a geographics and that I take myself with me wherever I go, yeah, I take myself with me wherever I go. But I was more terrified of getting to the end of my life and not knowing why I was alive then the terror of jumping off into the unknown. So fast forward, um, I ended up broadcasting the Olympics, praying to use my voice for a higher purpose. And then following those Olympics again at New Year's, I found myself working for a living. I, I can't do this anymore, even though it was very sexy, you know, telling that story. But I had this ultimatum with, you know, my my with the universe with you know a higher power and you know that inner guidance inside that I was really learning to live by moment by moment at a time. I said, I'll I'll take this test, but I've lived my life and I'm walking my talk, but I still don't know what's my voice you know that why am i alive what do i have to give and i know that i know how to show up but i'm gonna not take work if the bell doesn't ring in my gut
0: Hmm.
2: and if it rings i'll say yes and if it doesn't ring i'll say no and I said, no, enough times that I ran out of money. Then that was like the real litmus test. What do you do? And I was on a do or die mission. It was that important to me. And I didn't yeah. eat for two days. I had a Metro card. Uh, there was a, uh, this group for spiritual creativity that I heard about. I, oh, I'll go there, I'll imbibe inspiration because <laughs> I didn't have a better idea. And while I walked from the metro station to the meeting place I remembered that everybody was supposed to bring something that day something artistic or creative to share and you know I had been this yuppie on the spiritual path I didn't have anything to share and so I remembered a Hebrew spiritual from my childhood from my Hebrew school days strangely enough I I have to I'll sing that but I won't have to because I'm gonna sit in the corner and imbibe inspiration. That's why I'm going here. But I get to the room and they're like in this huge circle. So there was no corner to hide in. And I prayed that the time would end before it came to my turn and it didn't. And it came to my turn and I sang that Hebrew spiritual. And afterwards, like (sighs) there was this focus in the room. And then I shared afterwards, that I hadn't eaten in two days and then I'm on this do or die mission. And if really there's a higher power, which I believe there is, then answer me, answer me. And this man came up to me. He goes, your voice speaks. You have work to do with your voice. So tomorrow morning, and then he puts his hand in his jeans pocket. He takes out this crumpled piece of paper and on it, he writes this two train stations. He goes with his finger in my face, you go, to this to Rocheau, this train station and you go seeing that spiritual the people need it I'm like what but the bell rang and mm-hmm. you know the other voice goes oh miss faithful you know so are you gonna do it or not and I like shaking in my boots so I went home and I didn't know whether I would have the courage to go but I woke up the next morning it was bigger than me it was I don't know how I ever did that I I went to the train station and the people are getting on the train and I'm not getting on the train when you know my homeless what will they say back in LA (laughs) what will people think (laughs) and and the doors close and then I find myself like superwoman I like ran and I push the doors open, I jump on the train, and you know, it's before the days of cell phones, everybody's sitting there with a book or a paper, and I find myself saying, good morning, I have a small song to start off the day on the right foot, <laughs> I'm like shivering, shaking, and I start singing this Hebrew spiritual, and at the end, it, it, there's like silence, you know, and the papers and the books come down, and there's that focus like there was the night before, and then silence you could cut with the knife because they're waiting for me to ask for money and at that point I'm like so help me God either answer me now or I will die on the spot but I'm not going to ask for money and that's what came out of my mouth to the people I said if I'm here to ask you for anything it's not for money it's that you be good to yourself listen to yourself find your voice and if somebody actually will listen to themselves Then I've given big time, and and I found myself walking up and down the aisle going, have a nice day, like a good Californian. And they pushed money in my hands, and I had brought no purse, no pockets. I didn't have a hat, nothing. I had just gone like this. And there was so much money that I couldn't hold it in my hands. I was wearing this long dress. I made this, like, pocket out of the fabric. And I walked out of that train, and for the first time in my life, Lisa, I knew that my voice made a difference because it was not impressive to sing on a tray, you know, but it, it impressed that part inside of me that knew and accepted that something was powerful here. And then at the end of the week, I, um, I was offered a very... it went every day. And the next day, this Argentinian busker... Followed me out of the training. Go, that's amazing what you do. You need to add amazing grace. I'm like, that's a great idea. And so I'd go up, down, up, down, up, down, Eli, Eli, amazing grace, (laughs) back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't about the singing, it was about having the courage to stand up, having no clue what would happen, worrying for my sanity. You know, worrying what people would think. And it was the music that was the tool that allowed me, that was the kind of the excuse to do that. But what was happening was I was, it was kind of like a walking meditation of being present in the moment and letting go of all of the stuff to the contrary that would come up. And when at the end of the week, I was offered this very cushy corporate job, you know, save more money. And I had to decide whether I was going to take the job or follow through on what I then realized I did find my calling, which was to use music for a means for us to connect within and to find our own voices. And if we'll only stop long enough to listen, then we could Get the answer to any question 24-7. Don't need a Wi-Fi connection. And the other was to use media for constructive purposes, which is the reason I'm on this podcast today. And, mm. um, and that's kind of the long answer. To that. <laughs> that's why I asked you which, which part, because there are many, many stories there. But I ended up doing that for... Uh, an entire year, six days a week, uh, 12 trains a day. At the end of the year, I did, you know, like counting and got to 144,000 people. And I earned more money, never asking for it. But if it came to me, I would receive it. I earned more money that year than I would have made in the cushy corporate job that was so safe. And it wasn't about money. If I, if there were money involved, I couldn't do it. It was the fact that what was most important was being true when we're true to our own voices. That was, that, that was one of the most important experiences of my life. And I appreciate your asking it because I believe that that is so important uh, today in what's going on that, you know, each one of us has a unique voice and our voices are the instrument that connects our inner truth to our outer expression. And there are no two voices that are exactly alike. And our voices really, really do matter. And if you have that nudge inside that is calling you or pushing you, respect it because that's what's leading you. But if you worry that you're insane, it's not that you're insane. It's that it's coming from another paradigm, from the feminine paradigm, from the intuitive, and your mind will not be able to grasp it. So yeah, if you want to live happily, you do need to go out of your mind. <laughs> I love that.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that story. I love it. And I want to come back in, in a minute and talk about that feminine intuitive part. But before we do that, let's take a real quick break.
0: Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: We are here with Eliana Jalad talking about her book, Emerge Triumphant. So how do we emerge triumphant? This is, I love the title of your book. and And I also loved how you talked about the feminine as the guiding force and this concept of sort of slow flow so can we talk about
2: yeah, yeah those things a little bit yeah yeah all right well so we have a, a beautiful example in our current life you know like how was it for you in lockdown <laughs> slow down
1: slow, <laughs>
0: slow yeah
1: down. it's a really good time to go inward and really think about it. so many people did that like took the time to go in and think about what they really wanted and reevaluate their life. And a lot of people made really massive change in their life with that time. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think that's one of the gifts of, you know, of this period is that we're being given the opportunity, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Titanic days, you know, you're either going to make the change or go down. Less is less can be more and, and, Slow as fast. And uh, it's funny that you bring this up because I just recorded a free class. And if, if people want, you can feel free to, to go. It's it, it Emerge Triumphant Now. I, it, like As this continues on and our life keeps shifting and we're learning more and the needs are coming out like post-trauma, it's really helping me to reflect on going through these last 30 years of all of this uncertainty and three wars and social unrest in the Middle East, you know, and learning to thrive through that uncertainty and emerge triumphant. It's just astounding how there's, I'm so, if you could say, I'm so grateful truly appreciative of that experience because I'm feeling so appreciative of having so much to offer today, given what's going on. And mm-hmm. this slow is something that, well, let's back up a little bit to the voices or going out of your mind, you know, where we, you know, that bridge. Sometimes the thing that, that we use to solve our problem-solving skills, like, you know, putting your mind to something and really thinking about it and and delving into that, or or, you know, have you experienced, those of you listening, you know, like trying to figure out what to do next, or uh, I feel like you got to have that perfect word before you'll say your truth because in these divisive times you got to be politically mm-hmm. correct and if you don't have the exact word then you, can, you know this exact somebody's going to yell at you or get mad nah, right. yeah. Or, yeah, and in these shifting times economically oh my god it has to be Perfect. I have to have it just right because the client may leave and, you know, already I don't know what's going to happen with the business. All You know, all this uncertainty that we're facing. And the thing is, is that the very tools that we've learned or the means by which we problem solve are the very things that are causing the problem. Because the issue... The, you cannot get to the answer by reasoning. No. So the slowing down is what and and less is more, slow is fast. And that's well there go go to the free class because yeah <laughs> it's yeah very, I definitely want to check out your, you'll, you'll have your, your free class. You'll have an experience of it. But what I can speak to here that will add to that is that when you slow down, then it allows you to hear or to to hear what wants to emerge that's beyond your cognitive mind and you the answer is right where you are. It's not something it's so simple. it is so simple. you already have the answer. Problem is is that twenty four seven Usually, you know, we're like up here and reacting to our critical voices, which they're not even your voice. They're, you know, voice. They're generally things that we took in as kids, you know, because we program these things in very, you know, at very early age. And then they're running on autopilot and we sit there reacting to them so when you slow down you have the opportunity to hear something different and go beyond that you know and these tools and feminine tools are a means by by which you can connect beyond cognitive mind into your higher knowing into that intuitive knowing and then with your your own voice is a bridge between that inner knowing to what you know you know, you might not have words for because it's not cognitive. But in this feminine right. way, you can connect with that. And then the words come out. It's so great because you don't have to have the perfect word. It doesn't, the issue is not the words you're saying. It's where it's mm-hmm. coming from. Like, you know, we hear today, yeah, you hear, you know, you could hear the perfect words and you know somebody speaking bullshit. Right? It, it's out of alignment. It is not connected to truth that's right and the same thing you
1: said that so true
2: same thing so same thing with you if you're not connecting if you're not like you say you know there's also you know in our world today it's it's so prevalent it's like you might you say all the right things and you get along but inside you know you're lying it's bullshit and you feel like shit between yourself and yourself. Well, other people get it. You may look good, but it is like, you know, social media 101, right?
1: Every influencer out there is cringing right now <laughs> um, as you say that. But but what, what do we do? We've become so disconnected from our voice or maybe we were never connected to
2: our voice. So what are some steps we can take to reconnect oh I love, I love that you i love that you say that maybe we were never connected to our voice you want the good news or the bad news first let's take the bad news first okay bad news is what did you say we were never connected to our true voice oh yeah yeah many because, of us yes yeah, the bad us news weren't. is because from that perspective there's no out it's kind of, you know, it's already coming from the supposition that we're not enough, that we're disconnected from our voice. So it's kind of like, but it makes total sense. I mean, here's something that could help. You can't. And that's the bad news. You'll never get to it. Just like you'll never get to the answer, trying to figure things out. Like, how's it working to you? How's it working for you? Trying to figure try trying, 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 beating your head against the wall, getting nowhere fast, right?
0: Hmm.
2: Because it's not about what you're doing. It's where it's coming from. It's disconnected from the source of your true voice. So you can't get there. So that's the bad news. Good news is the source of all matter is vibratory. You are your voice.
0: Hmm.
2: And you don't have to do a thing. You are that. So beautiful. So powerful just stop looking where you're not. I think
1: we're so programmed to look outside of ourselves for the answer. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's so, it's that feminine goddessy way of looking inward for the answer that that's what you're saying we need to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's not, and it's not about man or woman, you know, this feminine power, you know, I'm a, um, my lineage is I'm a Levite tribe, which is an ancient Hebrew tribe. And heard of Moses, guys? Moses is Mm -hmm. Levite. I'm a direct descendant. But what people don't know about is how Moses could even be here. It's from his older sister, Miriam. You know, if you saw, well, let's go to Hollywood, right? If you saw like the little prince, So, you know, there was the sister by the river putting by the bulrushes, but that's Miriam. Mm -hmm. She was the leader. She's the archetype of feminine power and feminine leadership. It, but in Emerge Triumphant, there there are many examples of it, but the bottom line of it is, and what what I am so inspired by is that that power doesn't need the ratings. It doesn't need social, it doesn't need to be an influencer. You don't need to be an influencer when you know your power, you are the influencer. (laughs) Because you're just being yourself, right? So, I mean, that is so inspiring to me. You know, if you're like wanting to be comfortable with yourself, you already, you're enough. You don't have to do anything else. It's right where you are, you know, and in case in point is like in the, you know, in the historical, te- in the ancient texts, you know, when she speaks up, there's a, a story in the text where they're in the desert. It's like the Hebrews were in the dead 40 years. I mean, we're like two years in lockdown, you know, two years, nothing, 40 years. <laughs> All right. So they're in the middle of this and she speaks up, uh, you know, to the, you know, to higher power, you know, to that God, you know, how come Moses blow, you know, aren't you, you know, it's like, what am I book kiss? You know, why are you just listening to him? Like that was a shift from our feminine worldview to our masculine worldview. And, you know, the story says she gets punished, she gets sent to the leper colony. You know, it's our greatest fear, right? You know, being ousted mm-hmm. from the group. So the worst happens, she gets ousted, but then nobody will leave camp without her. And Moses and Aaron, their other brother, are like, please, God, please, she didn't mean it. Please help her. Because they knew the power. It's not the person, it's that compassion. It's the one, you know, it's told that she had a well, you know, and that the use of sound and rhythm in those days was for healing purposes and spiritual purposes to bring us, you know, to quiet that crazy monkey mind. And to bring us into our inner calm, into our inner knowing, you know, beyond the cognitive. And so, you know, when you're in the midst of change and everything's falling apart and you don't know what to do and things are messy and bloody and, you know, it's like that softness, the space, the, you know, the crooning is just so, so important to keep us present so that we can successfully make it to our own personal promised lands, you know, whatever that is for each person. I love it so much. And I'm so eager to have
1: everyone be able to find you. So let's talk a little bit about how people can find your book
2: and get in touch with your work. Sure. So the book is called Emerge Triumphant, Thrive Through Uncertainty. And you can find that uh, on Amazon. You can have a little piece of calm, like the book trailer is recorded at one of these ancient sites in Galilee. It's wonderful. So you can find that at voices of forward slash book and voices of is the main website and the, um, the free workshop that i referred to you can access at emerge triumphant now.com or at voices of Eden.com. but that's there to help you to uh
1: connect something we all need right now and i'm sure in the coming years <laughs> we will it looks like it's gonna we're gonna continue to be a little chaotic for for some time hopefully not 40 years too but i'm glad that you're doing the work that you're doing is sharing this really deep and profound knowledge that you have, wisdom that you have really with us. So thank you so
2: much for being here with us today, Ileana. You're welcome, Lisa, and thank you so much for having the courage to bring health and well being to the airwaves because it's your voice mm-hmm. is really, really important. It really makes a difference. Thanks oh, to you. Well,
1: thank you for saying that. Thank you so much. And thanks all of you f- for listening because we wouldn't have much of a conversation if you all weren't listening. That's what we're doing it for. So, thanks all for listening. And if you want to find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit me there. And thanks so much for being here with us today on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM.